0: There's a lot of comedians. Oh, sorry. No, you good. You good. You good. There's a lot of comedians that um that are like from out of town or from out of the country that actually come to VR
1: and they just start performing. Yeah, it's like the new Zoom, right? That is
2: so fucking dope.
1: It's like the yeah. Zoom for cool people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to get I want to get the VR headset and become one of the cool kids. I do. Dude, do it, man. So I can
0: walk you. Like I can uh show you around and shit.
1: Yeah, Al does Al Al runs uh runs a show, right? Yeah. Nice. Does he like how many like is no, it just Al out there doing virtual shows, or is there a bunch of promoters running virtual show like VR shows? No, 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 it's like virtual shows, virtual, virtual shows. And there's just a bunch of people out there producing them?
0: Yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> not. Yeah, and and you know all space and felt render is not the only comedy club there, but it's the only comedy club for felt to render that was actually established. If you go to other rooms in the VR world, there's like different open mics, there's different comedy clubs. So I think y'all guys would really benefit from that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So how does it work? Do you like go into a lobby and there's a bunch of different places and stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. wow. i got to check that out. I'm not, I haven't really ventured into the virtual reality stuff, like for comedy, for anything really. So, I'm really excited to look forward, you know, looking forward to checking that out.
0: For real, dude. You need to, man. Hey, yeah, it is a lot. It's like a home screen, and you see what what other comedy clubs are there, or who's doing an open mic, and it shows you the different events that's going on in that same uh, world and
1: stuff. Wow. That's super cool. That's super exciting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I guess, uh, oh, by the way, it's super windy here. So, I apologize if uh, it if was wind in the rec- if you can hear wind. It sounds oh, like we're outside running because we're not definitely not running. Yeah, I ain't running. running. I ain't definitely ain't running. Uh, welcome to Hypothetical Comedy the Podcast. I am funky Sam Medina. And I'm Athena
2: Rodriguez.
1: And we are here with San Antonio comedian Drew Blues. What's up, Drew? Hey. Yeah, what is up, guys? Hell yeah. Hey, sorry. Uh we couldn't connect last week. Um, I know I got a voicemail from the Lord Almighty uh he really wanted you on this podcast last week but uh it just didn't happen sorry about you know whatever shit happens <laughs>
0: Most oh, my god commanded you
1: to get me on the podcast
0: <laughs> i always thought i always thought my god voice sounded like uh uh patrick stewart if he was drunk <laughs> oh, yeah
1: dude i thought you were Absolutely. using i thought you were using like a like a voice changer like an app or something for that that was really you huh
0: yeah, it's like a like a like a microphone. It's a microphone that actually amplified my voice to have echoes and stuff.
1: <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. I uh, I thought really it was God, but I guess you're Santa Claus too.
0: Okay. This is popping telling me telling you to actually get me on the podcast now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey Drew, um I know that you t- you kind of touch on it in your comedy and stuff, but like where does the name Drew Blues come from?
0: So, Drew Blues was actually a nickname my grandfather had gave, uh, gave me. Actually, uh, my grandpa was a, bl- a big blues player in Chicago, wow. and God, he was actually there the very first uh, time the SNL actually dropped. So it was like back in the seventies. you saw John Belushi, became a huge fan, and one of our favorite movies was The Blues Brothers.
2: I love it.
0: That's super
1: awesome. Uh, you kind of so look really like a. It. You look like a like a spinoff of The Blues Brothers.
2: <laughs> <That's the truth. laughs> if if
1: you know if the blues brother became a used car salesman, of course. Blues nephews. The blues nephews. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I
0: got you, 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 a used car right over there. <laughs> and then
1: You kick it, and the hubcap falls off. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! <laughs> motor—it's a picture of a motor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what? What have you been up to out there? Just hitting a lot of mics and hitting a lot of shows. How's life in San Antonio?
0: I've uh, been actually just doing more sketches and stuff. Uh, wow. Believe it or not, yeah, I've been doing stuff, you know, off of off stage and on stage. Mostly, I uh, think trying, just trying to travel, man. You know how it is out here. Trying to get as much as I can.
1: Have you been? Have you been doing much traveling?
0: Oh, a little bit, man. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Laredo. Oh, went okay. To
1: did you see? Uh, did you see uh, Stephen out there?
0: Up they said hi. They they we, we we fucking talked about the old days of the zoom mics, you know? Cause y'all yeah. guys I'll say this, y'all guys during the pandemic, uh, uh y'all saved us. Like you legit saved us.
1: Like you gave us an outlet from comedy, and that it really inspired us to do shit down here too. Hell yeah, so, dude. I appreciate you. that. Yeah. Laredo Funny, um Steven Sosa and Sarah Garza. Laredo Funny was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Zoom shows. It just always had a lot of energy and it was always super, super Hell fun. Me. So like uh, I do want to go out to Laredo and visit them one day.
0: Oh, uh, we would love to have you in Texas, man. We would how love far to are you, you?
1: How far are you from Laredo? I'm about two hours away. Okay, okay, not bad. That's like if we went to Sacramento.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Nice. And then man, down here, Sam, you have like a lot of you know you have like three cities, you know, four four cities back to back, four comedy scenes, man. We can hit up a good number of uh,
1: yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, I got family in Austin. Well, Round Rock. So I got a place to, you know, stay like a home base.
0: Dude, I mean, in, in all actuality, man, Austin is the home base right now for comedy.
1: Yeah, I know. It really is. It's blowing up out there. Have you been out to Austin? I know you've been doing Kiltonian and stuff. But, like, have you been yeah. out in the Austin scene? Me and
0: Berto has actually been doing open mics there as well. We're starting to go a lot more on Mondays, man, just because we like to connect with different comedians. My only regret is, is that I don't go during the week, Mike. I heard there's a lot of open mics during the week.
1: If you go on Mondays, uh, are you able to hit a mic before or after Kill Tony? Yes, sir. That's yes, good. Sir. That's good. Because if you don't get called up, it's kind of a waste, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if you Big hit a top. mic afterwards, then you're good.
0: That the mic before Kill Tony is actually a minute mic, called four choices. So you're you're hitting like two birds in one stone. Oh, so
1: you get to practice a one minute before you do Kill Tony. Holy Don't. shit! What? What's the, what's the the uh, other mic like? Is there just is it just open mic or is there a, a theme to it like Kill Tony? Oh, it's
0: just an it's just an open mic. It's uh, just it's one just minute. Like a...
1: Yeah, Do you start off There's with all... the light or what? What's up? Do you start off with the light. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that. here's Drew Blue's light. <laughs> 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 is that the game? <laughs> ah, hi,
2: hey. Drew Blue. That's my time. <laughs>
1: What's the light? The spotlight is the light.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's flashing real quick. <laughs> no, it just stays on the whole time because you're always lit. <laughs> oh man, that sounds scary though. on one minute, Mike.
0: I mean, how do y'all? How do y'all feel about it? Y'all. y'all, y'all I don't know. Like-,
1: like, I think about all the time what I would do on Kill Tony, what my jokes would be, what my minute would sound like. You know, things like that. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, mentally prepared to do a minute. And, hey, I I do a lot of quick jokes. So, like, not to sound too cocky, but I could probably do a pretty good one minute. Well, why are you bragging? Give me <laughs> a one-minute set, man. I'll impress you. <laughs> I could kill three minutes. <laughs> I'm going to introduce more, you more...
2: that. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was, was like... I'm more worried about uh, the roasting part because I sweat so much on stage.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. The thing about Tony is that when you're on stage doing that minute, Mike, I shit you not. You can't really come up with a comeback, right? Because this dude, Tony, is like literally on stage writing everything.
2: Yeah.
1: And also, Tony's like a world like known roaster he's like <laughs> famous for roasting you know and so and it's funny because uh i mean just kind of an off tangent thing uh speaking of roasting david lucas is a really big roaster and so when tony and david lucas go at it it's so funny they oh, just roast okay. each other like just nothing it's so Disintegrated. funny they just destroy each other <laughs> yeah but yeah so but yeah tony's a huge roaster so yeah you're definitely up there you're basically in a gunfight with a knife you know yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I,
0: when, I, when i went up on there man like it wasn't even the the roast on on kill tony like have you ever looked at the live comments when you're going up on stage they're more brutal than whatever kill tony does Ooh, bro geez.
2: wow i i
1: never had no i never have i, will never I think didn't it. you make <laughs> didn't you make a tiktok about the live comments i think i remember seeing that
2: that was good yeah, see that's I, a good thing
1: yeah, it, it really is. And, and you know, because
0: they're, they're better roast jokes than what Kill Tony uh, gives you, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, one of them was like, oh, look at the snooze traveler. I was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> snooze traveler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other one, fuck, uh, what was the other one? The other one was just making, uh, oh, he, he gives out big nickelodeon adult energy
1: <laughs> those are good oh my goodness i guess comics really watch it so a lot of comics like the rose too oh, man.
2: but that was smart of you to make content out of that that was, that was really great. smart of you
1: yeah because it's hilarious that's genius and then they're talking about you so it's kind of like you know it's true to you it's not like you're you know doing somebody else's shit um have you only gotten called out of the bucket once on Kill Tony? Yes. At one have. time? Uh, oh, is, it, so is it nerve wracking? Like, like for example, doing the one minute open mic before Kill Tony and then doing the one minute on Kill Tony, is there like a huge difference as far as being nerves and like pressure and scary? It's
2: the,
0: it's the crowd, dude. Yeah. Oh,
2: dang. It's not
0: nothing. It's just when you're up there, dude, it's just like it was an overwhelming feeling. And I kind of messed up. Like, I didn't do a I'm so mad because when you go up, Sam, I I love your joke because you you always start off quick. So like, yeah, I don't have an OnlyFans, but I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> so great! And I did not come up with the joke from the very di- from the very start, so I messed up on that. And I guess yeah. I kind of pressed it for the a minute, minute,
1: you know. Especially for a minute, right? The thing is, is like um, an audience. You like you set the tone in like the first like five seconds. And so like the thing is like you want to go up there and just get a laugh immediately, especially, mm-hmm. especially if it's a minute, because like that percentage of the first five seconds actually goes probably down, you know. But yeah, yeah. Uh it was fun though. I really enjoyed seeing yeah, you on there. We enjoyed your say. We thought
2: your your after interview went really well. I mean, yeah, he roasted you, but you were just roasted so well spoken. It was just good funny good the right your
1: set was done, he's like, Fuck, you sucked. <laughs> It was just the way he said it was just hilarious.
0: I was like, my soul died a little bit. I was like, oh, Dustin wind is playing in my head. Okay. So...
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, you you didn't hot? suck, though. You didn't suck, though. It was just, it was fun. It was good. I liked it. You got the little the little notebook. Oh, bro. Do you still have it?
2: It's on his hat. Oh, it's on
1: your hat.
2: Yeah, it's Holy on my shit. hat. Yeah. That is fun.
1: That is fun. It was
0: really cool. Uh, I Berto Berto did better than did better than me, dude. Yeah,
1: Birdo Berto was uh, epic too, man. Yeah, dude. You know what
0: pissed me off? I, I was so jealous that when he got on, I was like, man, I wanted to perform comedy in front of Ron White.
1: Yeah, Irma Irma was like the best out of all you guys. Like Irma fucking murdered on Kill Tony. Like Irma fucking just owned it. That was great. Dude, she, no
0: fear at all the girl with no fear yeah she's up there oh, yeah. and fucking
1: murdered it was incredible that was a good time y'all have like minute mics
0: out there like how's like i've never heard of
1: a minute mic until kill tony and then i've never heard of an, another one so no i've never heard of that
2: we could implement it again, yeah we could do it we idea. could do a
1: minute mic i don't know i don't know if people would go to it to like do which people go to that see the thing is in san antonio not in san antonio in austin if you're doing a minute mic there's like an abundance of mics, right? You can go to 100 different mics. So it's like you do your minute and you go fucking somewhere else. But like where we live, there's not a lot. So if we did a minute mic, nobody would come.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, you got to put it
1: out guys, there. Y'all guys are at the hub though, right? I mean, y'all guys
0: are like in like, you're, you're in California. Oh, we're an hour
1: from everywhere cool. Uh
0: Plus you're in Tommy P's too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to
1: make your are place
2: you?
0: cool. Bro so how's that been have you ever got like a you got like a guest spot or like a like a like a hosting set a feature
1: yeah like a host- i did a couple of times i got a few guest spots i haven't worked there since february um but yeah i did a couple guest spots on on some shows i did like a you know a few saturday shows here and there it's really fun it's you know it's it's difficult to kind of get your foot in the door that way a little bit too just because you know there's so many people and so many comics i'm just like you know, I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm not gonna try really because there's so many comics here, but um, That's it's fun good. though. When you get on stage in front of like a packed ass crowd, it's it's just so it's so fun. I fucking love it on a weekend, yeah, dude. Who
0: would you want? Uh, hey, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to get you in trouble with the, the, the comedy gods over there, but uh, who have you worked with if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> uh, I
1: got a de- I got a guest spot on a Desi Alexander show. I don't know if you know yeah. who that is, he's just, just hilarious, his brother, and right, he's super him. funny. He's super funny. And um, what's that?
0: He does all those sketches on TikTok.
1: No, I don't have anything really like that, I don't have anything filmed from, from there. I need to get yeah. some stuff filmed, I really do. And then more recently, before I left Tommy T's, um, I did a really fun guest spot on a, a local, these local guys, Mario Hodge and Jay Rich. They had this big show on a on a I think it was a Saturday and I did a guest spot on that. That was super fun. And I wasn't working that night and uh, so I just showed up and I think maybe I didn't work there anymore and I just showed up and it was just hanging out and you know it wasn't like working environment at all. It was like hanging out and having a good time, you know.
0: They're <laughs> like you're on high like all right, you're going up on stage. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you you used to work at the LOL, right? Yeah, I, I used to. Oh like, yeah, that's right. You opened for Tony one time. You opened the door for him. I remember I did. that. <laughs> yes, I did. He's like, he's like, hey, if you I would remember it if you opened for me. <laughs> that was hilarious. I, I, just, <laughs> I just thought of that too.
0: Um Bro, it was hilarious, man. And honestly, that was that that was a chaotic night at LOL too. Shoot. <laughs> what was it like working at the comedy club? It's uh it's like this the, the it's the it's the church you know what i'm saying like you get comedians yeah. that walk and give you knowledge and you know they just pick up a lot of stuff man plus you help them and you get another different side about them like before ralphie may died i actually when i was a door guy he actually gave me a shot so i used, i talked to him for a bit and i just got to know him for a little bit and then wow. he passed away like
1: that's awesome yeah, yeah ralphie may is incredible yeah, but you you know like for a fact, right? You I know, mean, you just you see a different side to these comedians, like yeah, the- absolutely. Talking to them when when the crowds when the crowds leaving and the club's getting cleaned up and shit, you know, talking to them, walking them out to their car, whatever. Yeah, and just like hanging out with them for a few minutes. Um, I was just ta- telling somebody recently, like I won't mention the name of the comic, uh, but we had this headliner, and she was super cool, and she had like a team of people, you know, like five or six people. And one of the right. people in her team it was their birthday and so since i was the upstairs guard i was like most interacting with their team because the green room was upstairs and right. they invited me and this other comic um to have cake and champagne with them for the comics for the for the person's birthday and yeah. so we're just like sitting there amongst this you know this famous comic and her team and and then she goes which of you guys are comedians you know and i was like oh me and so we started talking about being a comic and it was just it was really fun it was one of the like one of the funnest moments just sitting around talking to a comic bro i can only
0: imagine dude you're eating cake and ice uh, champagne with like this, this team of geniuses that's, that's
1: really yeah good. yeah it was crazy like,
0: what was like that one piece of advice that you ever got bro like that one piece of advice that really resonated
1: with you from a comedian You know, I'm going to say it's somebody who's not famous, but should be. Uh, Her name is Tammy T. Love. She's local from Oakland. And she goes on stage and she is like, she's super aggressive. Like, like not in a bad way, but like, you know, what's up, motherfuckers? You're going to fucking laugh at this shit kind of shit, you know? And she is so funny. And I told her, I said, you go up on stage and you are like aggressive and you're fearless. How do you do it? What's your secret? And she said. You just got to look at it like this. It's a party and they're here, everybody's here to have a good time. You know, people are here to see you, to hear you and to enjoy themselves. So go up there and enjoy yourself. Damn. And I'm like, wow, because I get really nervous before I go on stage. Same. And so I just tell myself, it's just a party. They're just here to have fun. We're just here to have fun. You know, I just tell myself that now before I go on stage. I like that. I like that. They really like calmed you down a little bit. Yeah, like, just like it does. You okay. can kind of, tell the
2: difference too. It kind of it kind
1: of brings me back down to earth. You know. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, and you, you get in your head, and you're like, "Oh man, I suck. These people going to judge me, whatever." But everybody's just here to have fun. You know, they're just here to hear my jokes. That's all. They just want to hear my jokes. Right. Oh man, how about you,
0: Miss Athena? What's like one piece of advice that you got from a comedian?
2: Oh man, I I. i haven't really gotten advice from like a comedian for like certain things i guess um people don't really advise me i wish they would though it would be nice to to get a few pointers
1: One time wow, I told her. One time I told her to look both ways before she crosses the street.
2: Oh yeah, Sam gave me really good advice one time after a set. I was like, uh, "What'd you think?" And he said, "I think <laughs> next time you should end it with some laughs."
1: No. Was, <laughs> no. Well, what happened was she, she was on this open comedy festival, and the last thing that she said, nobody really laughed at it. And so in my head, I'm like, "Okay, one more, one more, just say one more thing." And she's like, "I'm Athena Rodriguez." And I was like, oh. And then she goes, what did you think? And I go, well, I would have ended it with some laughs.
2: What the hell? I was like, sir, my soul is already crushed.
1: (laughs) Dust in
0: the wind.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) But I was also a little bit bitter because uh, we both applied for the festival and I didn't get in and she did. So I'm like, you know what? She may not have ended it with laughs, but at least she got in the festival, you know. We you get haterade, bro. Hey, <laughs> I paid her submission fee, so he sure did. Oh
2: man. Oh, what about you, bro? Yeah. What
1: about you? What's the best advice you've gotten? Okay, so it was kind
0: of uh, advice like what you got, bro. Um, because I was really, really robotic on stage. Like I would always rehearse, 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 rehearse. every freaking day just rehearse in front of a mirror. Got the same advice that you did, bro. It was just like a little bit of, uh, you know, take a breath and just relax. These guys are all chilling, right? Yeah. Like
2: just have
0: fun. Kind of like what you got. It's just like, they're there. But this is when I got from hosting. It was just like, you're a host of a party. Just make sure they feel welcome and they will love you right back. And I was like, that was, that was really, really, that really resonated with
1: me. Yeah, yeah that is mind. really good.
0: Yeah. Plus, crowd work. I, I heard from this one comedian that saw my set. He was like, "You really need to do at least one or two snippets of crowd work before you go into your set because People they like want it."
1: They,
0: yeah, they want to warm up before they want to hear your. your yeah, set. and not I'm even
1: like, like not even necessarily crowd work either, in my opinion. Like, if you if you if there's something in the room that's weird, right? And everybody has seen it, then you know you like. One time, I did this one show. And I guess the next day, they were going to have some kind of, like, bridal shower there. So, like, there was just, like, pretty, like, you know, drapes on the wall or whatever. And I turned around, yeah. and I go, oh, this is the first time I've ever done comedy at a baby shower before. You know, and I got a lot of laughs on that. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, when I was on stage, man, uh, when, I, when I saw a couple of my friends on stage, like, I noticed this is one, uh, one of my friends, Israel. You guys know Israel Garcia, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah man. and uh, I I see that he is a beast a master at crowd work and I and I and I and I watch I watch every show that he's done with my roommate so like I've seen every show he's done I've seen everything he's like kind of like did on stage and what he does I I've noticed that works is that he'll make fun of the stage a crowd member not not badly but just a crowd member and I'm like hey what's up with this guy Yeah and it's like a little
1: the- light, like a light roast
0: low light roast yeah and then he'll make fun of himself so it's like a little bit of utilizing
1: crowd work which is genius man like i really love that is that is like a trifecta of crowd work really because a lot of clubs don't even like crowd work because then they get mad that you're gonna offend their customers or whatever you know i've seen people get chewed out for for roasting people even if the even if the person heckles and they roast them back they still get in trouble at some places really i didn't know that yeah i mean i've seen it i've seen it happen um, but like, cause you know, you oh, you're going to run off my customer. You're going to run off my customer, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, right. but like, uh, that's a really good, that's a really good trifecta. Like something in the room, a light roast on the audience member. And then about yourself, because it kind of like, it, it's, it's like a circle. Right. That's I mean, crazy. I, I not
0: the customer, like at the same time, it's just like, what is our goal as comedians, uh, to, to get the customer laid? <laughs> <laughs> We want everyone to get lucky after the show. So, like, I'll I'll roast him in a way, I'll try to roast him in a way that'll uplift him. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's another comedian, too, that gave me that same exact advice. Uh, His name's Raymond Orta. And this guy is just a beast on stage. Like, when I say beast on stage, it's like when he first got on stage, I'm talking about he just started just hitting, 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 hitting. And he does that. Like, he'll roast somebody about a shirt, but they'll be like, you know, oh, just, you know, Save some pussy for the rest of us, guy. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, some some cool stuff like that. And I really, really respect them. That so I love crowd work in general, but I don't
1: know how I to. I love it too. About. Um, there's this comic named Ian Bag. Do you know who that is? Sounds familiar. B a g g. He has a special yeah. on. He has a special on. I think it's on Netflix. Maybe okay. it's on YouTube. I don't know. I saw it somewhere, and he the entire thing is crowd work. And it's genius. It's, it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. He's doing crowd work the entire show. He's, like, going to different people. He's doing callbacks. He's, like, connecting people that aren't connected. It's, like, so fucking incredible. Like, like, how quick does your mind have to be to put all those little bit, bits and pieces together, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I really, I really do. like.
0: Do you do, like, a? Uh, what about your
1: crowd work? Are you, like, do you do a little um, bit of crowd work? so or... yes and no like I'm not super great with crowd work but like when I do do it it's really fun and like really good I really enjoy it you know like like um, some people'll say something and I'll I'll, re- I'll say something back or you know things like that or I'll acknowledge something in the room I like doing that is uh, especially when I first get on stage is to acknowledge something in the room you know like that one where I said the uh, the baby shower thing the the host oh my gosh the host was this guy who I never met before. I had never seen him yeah. before, but he looked just like Dave Chappelle and he sounded like Dave Chappelle, right? And so when I went on stage, this is a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, like 19, uh, I went on stage, I go, hey, keep it going for your host, Dave Chappelle, everybody, and he's like, what? What? <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. He was so, like, upset on the outside. He was just messing around, though. And so then when my set was over, uh, he came back on stage and he's all, motherfucker, over here, saying look like Dave Chappelle. You look like a half-eaten burrito. <laughs>
2: That was the best. I'm sorry. It was so funny. It was so it was ridiculous. So,
1: yeah, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. You look like a half-eaten burrito.
2: <laughs> such a good description. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone, really. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Any heavy set Hispanic oh, I <laughs> uh, Anyway, Drew. Oh, hey. no. I just love- so <laughs> did you uh did you grow up in san antonio like what is your where's your story begin yeah
0: born and raised
1: in san antonio nice hell yeah and you're you're uh you're younger in in the comedy house you're like the youngest one i think by by a long shot how did you uh how did you get into comedy and like how did you just discover that was something that you wanted to do in life
0: you know what um yeah It was something I really wanted to do. I was a big fan of John Belushi, you know, just from my grandpa, man. So, like, I saw him doing stuff, and I was like, I would love to do that one day, you know, but I started doing acting classes. I started doing, before, I really wanted to just do sketches, man. That was my big thing before stand-up comedy. Oh, wow. Mm
1: -hmm. And then you kind of started going full circle with that. We'll get to that. No, for
0: sure, for sure. But, yeah, I just started off stand-up comedy. I started doing, like, uh, plays in high school, started I was Ebenezer Scrooge. I did like the background you know, to cities. Like I loved it. I was a big nerd too, so I always like I like Star Trek and stuff. So I always incorporated the, pa- the oh. Patrick Stewart
2: voice. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. The Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it worked for me in high school.
0: <laughs> Engage. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I just love doing that, man. And I just started doing really impressions. I love cartoons too, so. Really you have other impressions?
1: I do. Uh me say uh, <laughs> was that Tasmanian <laughs> Devil?
0: <Huh? laughs> okay, i will do this real quick, and I have to I have to do it, but it's like you're like, I had a good Republican body. <laughs> nice. That was Nick drama. Uh I am law, ruler of Planet um, Omicron, Percy, I uh, ate. Oh, there was something really weird about that hippie. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should make a game. Have people name those oppressions.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you? Did you? Um. Did you start doing skits in high school, or is that just something you wanted to do, and you just started doing it later on in life?
0: I did skits in high school. Uh, I did it like uh, I, I. I or sketches like a-
1: or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it an was like old movie remake. Like, I did History of the World Part 1. Oh, wow. Oh, I love
2: that movie. Freaking Mel Brooks. Like, <laughs> that's like, oh my god, That's pretty
1: That's pretty cool. So you're inspired by, like, John Belushi and Mel Brooks growing up. Kind of, kind of some of your people.
0: She's a big fan. Like, I want to see more Mel Brooks films.
1: That's such <laughs> an interesting combination of people. Mm-hmm. I love it. I cool. really
0: mel Brooks really inspired me man because i read his autobiography he was talking about him working on the sid Caesar show at the time like i really wanted to be a writer before a stand-up comedian
2: yeah
1: that's wow. cool nice that was yeah. you still I, potentially I really, you still potentially can
0: I, I, I i'm gonna go for it man i'm definitely yeah. gonna go for it. i i really like it i got influenced pretty young like i wasn't i wasn't influenced like with all like
1: other comedians i guess i was like influenced by like john belushi you know yeah. right and the thing yeah. is is those two guys like john belushi and mel brooks those are more uh geared towards adults so it's like a it's lot. it's just crazy that as a child those are the people that you uh that you really like um just you know really looked up to truly oh, for sure i was like history of the world One, young frankenstein Bushka. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know by the way what's
0: y'all's favorite mel brooks films
2: Oh shit. I mean oh. you named some of them. I, I feel like all of them are in a way to yeah. be or not to be probably like, young blazing Franken- saddles. Yeah, like, blazing saddles
1: are young Frankenstein you for can. sure. Yeah, like
2: it's so hard to pick your favorite one because they're all so fucking good in their own way.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what
0: heartbreaks me the most is like I saw Mel Brooks actually on like a like a talk show, and he was really like heartbroken when he when he got asked the question can blazing saddles be
1: made right now? He was like, oh, "A God. lot of shit can't be made right now."
2: Right?
1: <laughs> you know, you watch, you, you, you watch almost anything from our- the '90s, <laughs> and you're like, "You can't do that these days."
0: Actually, yo, I mean, prove me wrong, man. But all the '90s action movies and movies in general were just like out of nowhere, man. They just made movies to make movies.
1: That's yeah, they yeah. like. did. <laughs> Powder. <laughs> like, what's the point of this movie? I need money.
0: <laughs> Listen, there's a uh, there's a fa- there's a movie where I want to take my face off and put it on another face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie in the theaters. Like, fund me. <laughs> We're talking about but the yeah. same movie called Face Off. <laughs> You know, I'm a movie nerd, so I really like all these old movies, and you know, I started doing sketches based on that. Man, that's where kind of where I started off.
1: Wow! Okay. And how did you get into stand up comedy?
0: Stand up comedy. I actually turned 18, and I went to go see my very first comedian on stage at the stand up comedy, and it was Bobby Lee.
1: Okay. Oh, shit. Okay.
0: That is so cool. And was where
1: was it? LOL. It was the LOL. Scene. Nice.
0: And then right after that, I was like, I started doing like open mics. I was like the youngest motherfucker doing open wow. mics.
1: Wow, 18? That's Ooh. crazy. I started at 29.
2: Sam always says that whenever yeah. we meet someone who started early. I know, like, always fuck. Goes, man. If I started at like <laughs> 22
1: or 23, you know, uh, I would have been so good.
0: But, no, but, but hold on, man. Because I, I, I did a couple of, like, couple of months of stand-up. And then, like, I moved to Austin, and I started do, doing more sketch comedy, you know, like acting classes over there, you know, stuff like that. So I really was, I only, like, touched upon stand-up. And I, it wasn't until three years later, I came back, and I just started doing stand-up. And I started about, what, five years ago? So, I mean, it really, I I, start, I didn't start taking it seriously until about five years right. ago. Right, you, you
1: know? hit You hit the mics a little bit at 18, but then, like, 21 or whatever it was, you started really, like trying to do it
0: i love stand-up man i really do like stand-up a whole lot i think it's more
1: a lot more visceral than you know
0: yeah. improv stuff you
1: know is there a drinking age of 21 in texas yes there is. so i'm sure it was a lot harder for you to do stand-up comedy under 21 anyway yeah, because absolutely. of going to the bars and stuff right
0: you wouldn't allow it no they wouldn't allow it for nothing you're not allowed,
1: you had allowed like- to yeah uh-huh. you have to wait for the pandemic to like, they to like do shows outside
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> only one, bro. Well, I can't wait definitely. till the
1: pandemic happens in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I cursed. Them. I was like, because you wouldn't let me in. Because in you wouldn't years. let me in. Now nobody can go in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You should be cursed. <laughs> what are you going to say?
2: Oh, that I think that... um. What you've been doing with having your stand-up comedy and then also like kind of like your side hustle, which is making the, the sketches and making your videos, I feel like that is such a, a great like combination for you. Because I mean, your your stand-up comedy is really great, but also watching your writing abilities for like sketch comedy is really fun too. And you get so Uh, I don't know, like inspirational because it looks like you just let yourself have fun. It doesn't look like you're forcing yourself. (laughs) It looks really fun. And that makes other people like me who get anxiety about stuff like that, making our videos and stuff. uh, It kind of like makes me feel easier about, okay, I could just be a little goofy ass too. That that really is good
0: because in the end of the day, I mean, you're you you marketing yourself, you know. I you're, you're saying like this is me, this is what you gotta come mm-hmm. see, because we're up fan base and I just want them to be like, yo, I'm not, I'm not fake. I'm I'm goofy on stage and off stage. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're you true to yourself. Definitely. Oh my
0: god. And I will tell you this, and I will definitely tell you this, We I mean, you know freaking Bardo, dude. Oh my god, like he got gotten over my anxiety of performing in public, dude. Like
1: like doing sketches in public. wow that's true huh you know
2: oh yeah with the grocery store one right yeah that was a good but i mean you were
1: doing stuff in public before that right before the pandemic weren't you or no yeah but
0: i was just like i was i was scared to kind of film in public but Berto, the grocery store he's like let's do it i'm gonna put on this this oh yeah you know what we
1: talked to Berto on this podcast too and he was telling us how nervous he was you know about doing that just because you know it's 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 in public and it's texas and he's obviously a man dressed like a woman and <laughs> you know it's kind of who knows who knows who doesn't like that or has hate for that you, you know in public right and so you're kind of vulnerable out there but it was it came out really good and then that one where the um, i don't remember exactly what happened but he had the things and somebody goes nice melons
2: it was true it was <laughs> you right
1: <laughs> why thank you <laughs> i
0: was
1: like nice buns <laughs> oh my gosh yeah those are some good sketches how did yeah, you get connected yeah. with uh with burdo and the comedy house and all those crazy people
2: yeah,
1: how did that happen so burdo i had actually met
0: a lot uh at lol we, we we started doing open mics together and you know believe it or not burdo and me came from like a big group of people right we always used to like go out every day we used to fucking write we me and berto worked uh, at lol so slowly people just didn't take stand-up seriously and the only thing left was just me and and cousin berto wow
1: that's crazy they just kind of dropped one by one
0: yeah dude it was it was nuts like bro if you ask berto again man we we were a big-ass group and then like i guess life happened to them they don't want to do stand up anymore. What have you? I, really, I mean, yeah. yeah who yeah, knows? Like,
1: we stopped doing it for a few years. You know, life happens. <laughs>
0: but then after um, that...
1: wow, when did you? I... When did you uh, start working at LOL? Because you, the first time you went there for a show was when you were eighteen, um, and how many years later did you start working there?
0: Uh, about when I came back to San Antonio, so just uh, my second year, in, I started actually working the door. But I started doing like uh, open mics.
1: I was the main host of the open mic. Oh, you're the main host? That's incredible. So you yeah. started working there about 21, 22 years old? Yeah, 21, That's 22.
2: Cool.
0: That's right. Yeah, yes. I really liked it a lot, man. It was it was really, really fun. Uh, I hosted, and then I, I understood there's a lot more opportunities actually working the door, right? So I started working the door, too, and... You know, slowly, little by little, I started, like, going my lunch break. I used to be late to lunch every damn day because I would go see a show at LOL. Like, the more that you showed your face, the more that they started, you know, fucking with you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, they'll start putting, like, they'll start giving you opportunities. You know, they'll start, you know, throwing your name out there. So, I just wanted to go, man, because just, like, that's the Mecca, right? The yeah. Like yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Where you learn, man, and that's what I really like, uh, I started, I, I lost my job actually at my call center. So I really needed a job like to scramble. So I worked, you know, I worked the door at LOL full time.
1: That's a, it's a, it's crazy how like you lost your job. I'm sure you were devastated. It was a terrible thing, but then this huge opportunity came for you.
0: It was a, it was a significant loss of money, but at the same time, it's just like the knowledge that you're going to, you know, get from this. It's yeah, gonna be quite- absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean I, the same thing. I you know I worked at the comedy club, wasn't very making you know wasn't making very much money, um, but like just the experience of being there, yeah. like you said, behind the scenes, talking to comics and nobody else is around.
2: Producers. You know,
1: watching watching Cedric the Entertainer perform four times in two days, like that's fucking priceless. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh. I'm security. I got to do my job, but I'm there for four shows in two days. And I'm watching but 85% of the show, you know. <laughs> Dude, that is and, and I'm I'm kind
0: of out that is really cool for you, man, just because you're in California, so you have access to a whole plethora of comedians, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. so many people came through. Rob Schneider, phase on love. I was just talking to the other day about how phase on love, he came, he came to our club a second time since I was working there, and he came right. up to me and he's like, What's up, man? How you been? And I'm like, big fucking worm came up to me to say hello, bro. <laughs> that
0: is, oh, bro, to be in be in your shoes, bro, because like these comedians actually live over there. Like they are just driving out of their way. They're commuting, yeah. with their, you know. Yeah, like yeah, oh, dude. So so okay, so you meet all these comedians, man. Like you just meet a whole lot of people, and right? you just gain this these this knowledge and. For for that, bro, I think you're extremely blessed to be living in California, man. That that is extremely fucking cool, dude. Like I really I really respect that. Because for one, you're gonna be more of a badass than any of us
1: anywhere around the country, because California has the crowds, right? Like how how tough are the crowds over there? Um, so don't get me started on comedy club crowds because they all talk and (laughs) then tell them, Hey, please don't talk, and they go, I'm just laughing right like <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst it's the absolute worst this guy this guy um i won't even get into this story but yeah no they're the worst they're the worst <laughs> i don't want to hear it now man. Come on.
2: <laughs>
1: i don't want to make the club i don't want to make the club mad at me no this guy was like this guy was um so somebody said a joke right and this guy was wow. in the audience and he was just like repeating the punchline like over and over like two or three times is okay he just kept going and going and he was yelling it out and so I go, Hey, could you, could you please keep it down? He went downstairs. He told the manager that I told him he couldn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's as far as I'll tell the story after that.
2: People laugh so late. Oh, Have you Hey, noticed that? the best,
1: my favorite, absolute number one part of working in the comedy club so we have these, we have upstairs and we have these seats in the back upstairs that are very hard. It's, it's a hard to see. You can see, but it's not easy. And right. there's monitors above you so you can see the show. So, you know, we get full, there's a big crowd. There's like five people. And I'm like, well, we got to go upstairs to the back. People right, hate it. Right. People hate it. But like, it's what, the best I could do. You came in late I'm whatever. I can't do shit else for you. People hate it. So this one guy said, I can't see from here. And I said to him, "Oh, don't worry. It's playing on the monitors above you." And he said, "Oh, I might as well just watch it at home." And then I said, "It's not playing at your house." And I walked away.
2: Fast <laughs> levels. Oh my! Like goodness. it's
1: impossible for you to watch that at home. What do you mean? <laughs> I might as well just watch no. it from home. Good luck. It's not playing at your house. So here's the Wi-Fi code. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm also well watching from home. But yeah, I love uh, that. I love that. I just walked away. It's not playing at your house, and I just walked away.
2: Oh, the or they're still good here.
1: They're good. They're good.
2: They're fun. You ever get
1: people try like to
0: bribe you to sit them up front? Oh yeah. Could? Oh
1: yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, people, uh, you know, trying to. I, I mean, you know, sometimes it works, but sometimes I'm also like somebody's trying to hand me twenty bucks. I'm like, hey, you know, with that twenty dollars, you could just upgrade to better seats yeah so, like so just go tell me what i to upgrade <laughs> in fact no. one time like because sometimes i can do it right sometimes i can do it but sometimes i cannot and like right. i had i was walking by somebody and he goes hey hey and i turn he literally put 50 bucks in my hand he's like hey i need better seats and i just i had to hand him his money back and go i'm sorry i cannot give you better seats right
0: just uh one time, I was working um, at another at another spot. It wasn't a level it was at another spot. And this guy gave me fifty dollars. Right? <laughs> and then, like, I was like, okay, it's whatever. It's a, it's a it's a light show. I put him right up front, but this
1: dude was fucking heckling. When I say heckling, oh, he just... and then like you're like, oh no, I put him there, right? <laughs> yeah, I've done that before too. I had
2: to kick him out. I had to yeah. kick him out. I was like,
1: Damn. You're- did he ask for his money back from you his tip money, his bribe money? Like I to be like I don't I don't know you sir who are you
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: man oh man yeah I get, I'm sure we could go on and on for these war stories of the clubs. Oh,
0: I, I totally understand man oh the, the worst crowds in my the worst people to sit in my opinion are bachelorette parties.
1: Oh, man, yeah. It's just any party in general, if it's, like, 10 people or more, they're going to talk the entire show, and then we got to keep them quiet, and then they're going to be like, fuck you to us, and then it's just going to be a huge deal. Like, it's, it's yeah, anytime there's a huge party, I'm just already like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> so, you know, Okay,
0: the worst crowd that I ever got at the comedy club, the, the worst crowd, just because they were just oh so wow, man, is when, like, Mike Epps came in.
1: Oh, dude! Yeah, no. I'm not gonna tell the story on the podcast, but my worst experience at a comedy club (laughs) was when a Mike Epps came. So we'll talk about that later. I
0: was like, dude, we looked at each other like we already know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You've had a kick out, kick outs. I have (laughs) to (laughs) give. I've heard other comic stories too. This is weird. This is weird. Anyway, anyway, Drew. Um, oh, yeah. so I think my question was, how did you uh and Berto get connected with the comedy house? How did you guys get connected with those people?
0: Okay, so uh this is okay, this is gonna be a, a good a good story. So uh basically I was living with my dad at the time. My dad lived in like in the country country, man. So mm-hmm. we're doing that. A little bit Berto was living, whatever, and then during the pandemic happened, right? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of worked out This That's how crazy it is. And I and I do believe. You know, okay, they don't get all religious here on the podcast, okay? But I do believe that there's a hot there. Comedy God, if you will, you know.
1: Well, I got a voicemail from him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's weird. Patrick Stewart. Oh Logan. <laughs> but now, uh, um <clears throat> my dad actually passed away and I uh... I was in a kitchen at the time, right? So this is where I started messing with uh, with Israel. So in this comedy house, it's me. Al Gonzalez, Israel Garcia, and uh, Cousin Berto, right? And what happened was, you know, I was living at the kitchen at the time. This is like pre-pandemic, so uh, this is like in, in December, and I went to go live in a kitchen of all places, right? It was like a small kitchen. I wasn't even in a living room, no nothing. I was staying in the kitchen, kitchen. And I wasn't doing stand up at the time I was working a factory job, and that's when the you know I was doing stand up for a little bit, but then the pandemic happened so there was no stand up you know it was just lockdown city
2: right
0: and Israel posted up one day on the San Antonio page. he goes, "Hey, does anybody want to do stand up comedy at a retirement home?
2: Oh shit and I
0: got wow. like, a retirement home and nobody and and i keep in mind this is like. Nobody was doing stand up at the time. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do, I want do stand up comedy. I'm down for the re- I love old people. people love me. Everything's gonna work out." <clears throat> I was the only guy that responded, and then me and Israel just hit it off, man, because we we did this room. I'm gonna tell you about this room too, because we go and I think an hour before they were wheeling out like this big ass black box out of the retirement home, right? And we saw it, like, we didn't think nothing of it, it looked like a piece of equipment. But then me and Israel go into this, this lobby, right, where we're about to do stand-up comedy, and there's like, funeral wreaths. Oh, wow. We're like, did we just come back from a funeral? Like, what the hell happened, you know? Like, what is this? And we set up, and we did this, 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 this retirement home, and this retirement home, it was right after a funeral. Like we just did a show right after the funeral. Wow. Funeral reads. And like this one girl in the back, Sam and uh, Athena, I want to tell y'all right now, she was she was I thought she was giggling. She was like, <laughs> she, was like <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she was crying. <laughs> I thought I was killing it. Now she's like. My husband just died an hour before
2: <laughs> That's my husband's funeral. Oh my gosh. So
0: we did this horror show <laughs> of a retirement home uh, stand-up mic. And um and me and Israel just started working together ever since. And when the pandemic happened, we wanted uh, uh we did this show where we started doing uh dares for money, you know, one bad live It It's like the same time we were doing the zoom mic stuff, right? Nice. And so we started just working together. We started doing sketches, you know. We started, you know, just doing shit. And you know, eventually, you know, I had to go my own separate way, right? Because uh, you know, we're doing the pandemic stuff, and you know, the pandemic was almost over. And then Israel hits me up. He goes, "Hey, bro, let's let's move in." Irma gave us gave us a, gave us an opportunity to move into this house with Israel and another guy, man. And you know, it um. worked out. A- living in this comedy house and the other guy had moved out And Alberto need a fucking place
1: to Fuck stay. Yeah. that's incredible
2: God, dude
0: and it just worked out perfectly and that's how me and Berto got to the comedy house ever since oh
2: that's wow. a wonderful i
1: i don't story, know if you know I like this him. i don't know if you know this i know birdo knows this um but oh. big al is from san francisco and so we used to do shows with him and we know him in person Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for it sure. Was
2: such a trip. So like, yeah, you're all like together, you know.
1: That's so. That's a great story, though. When I met you guys, you were all just like, you know, one big house and one big family, and it was just all super fun. And I never really knew how you guys came together. That's a super, that's super incredible. Was that the first time anybody's ever cried during your comedy set?
2: Oh dang! Yes, <laughs> I'm counting
0: that as a, as a credit. Somebody cried. <laughs> Someone cried during my comedy. What can I Actually, we're moving. We had a funeral because it died died laughing
1: at my jokes. That's what I'm taking credit for. That there, you there you go. So now yeah. you're in the comedy house. You're getting all settled in. You got cousin Berto in the next room over, which I'm sure is really weird. Um, but <laughs> you both have this this passion for the sketch comedy, and then all of a sudden TikTok starts taking off. So tell us about you know your TikTok journey a little bit. Well,
0: okay, so my journey is a little bit slow. My journey is like I don't. I started doing TikToks minimal, but I don't really follow those algorithms that much. I really don't follow, you know, their tools and stuff. I do stuff on my own on green screen with the green screen monsters and stuff. And it's kind of, it kind of, it's going slow for
1: me. But yeah, it's, You it's kind of started off with the, uh, the, the, the raining weed leaves behind you with the cannabis leaves, just like dropping. <laughs> remember? Remember you were doing that with the, just the, the weed That's leaves? That's
2: old school
0: now. It is old it's school. To I need to bring back that weed leaf. Background. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible, but it was great.
0: <laughs> and was then Chip Jones, like, <laughs> Chip Jones, uh, a meme. He was like, "If Drew Blues ain't your weed man, I don't want
1: it." <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it. It would have
1: made a great background for a weed infomercial.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Me, <laughs> oh my god
0: but yeah that um, uh, that i started doing the backgrounds like that, man, and uh it, it's kind of like it's working for me just because i'm trying to work on my acting chops but tiktok is a whole nother entity now i will give props to Berto, and let me ask you a question i just want to ask y'all do y'all know how Birdo got so many followers on
2: tiktok
1: um is funny I'm assuming he uh, he did sexual favors for him. Oh,
2: dang! No, <laughs> just kidding.
1: No, no. I I mean, just because his videos are really good. I don't know.
0: Well, okay. So check this out. So Berno got got it because he started doing a lot more sketches. Than I was at the time, but this guy, let me tell you, once he reaches a thousand followers, right? Once you reach a thousand followers, there's um there's an algorithm that allows you to go live, right? It right. Gets, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this
1: dude, man. He goes live. but he starts sleeping with the thing, going to the Yeah, restroom. no. I've gone, I've looked at his lives before, and it's just him just sitting there doing nothing.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you see the comments, bro? They're just slowly following Birdo. So he's just been accumulating followers, accumulating followers, accumulating followers. Wow. Wow. How- so he
1: just had it like live 24-7 of nothing, and people were just following him? Yeah,
0: bro, like if you have a thousand followers right now, guys, I mean, if you're not doing anything, I have like
1: 450, I think.
2: Oh, wow, I have like 200. I think I have like
1: 450 <laughs> followers.
2: It's, it's, it's
0: a slow process, but you got to follow their algorithms, and I really don't like that. I don't magic. make
1: any videos. Yeah,
0: it's just it sucks, man. In my opinion, I, I, like, I love TikTok to death. Don't get me wrong, TikTok is all right, but I, I can't thrive in there just because I can't thrive under 60 seconds. I can't thrive under a certain time frame with sketches, you know?
2: You can make them up to three minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Can I'm so bad.
1: The- I'm so bad at TikTok. You know, the videos where like the person's dressed away and they cover the camera and they're dressed a different way when they pull their hand away. I'm having trouble yeah. making those kind of videos because I think it'd be cool to, for me to have a t-shirt on. Right. And do it with, like a thumbs down and then cover right. the camera and then come back and I'd be wearing my funky Sam Medina shirt and then do like thumbs up. Oh, and that's it. boom. Right yeah
0: you i like that, do that. <laughs> once you reach it like that all you gotta do is press pause on it bro and you can like adjust the clips and stuff on tiktok yeah
1: man.
0: yeah it's just it's just real hard man because you, you, i mean y'all guys know dude it's just like it's hard to find that one video that people like because y'all see tiktok like there is yeah. one video that i'm just like we all have that video that we seen it we're like Bro, I put so much time into this TikTok how the <laughs> hell it...
1: oh, right and the be... ones that you just kind of like throw together gets like 100,000 views or something
0: <laughs> yes that pisses me off bro because I just I, I just like oh whatever I'm just going to do this little TikTok right
1: now 20k what the hell two dogs humping or something right <laughs> Like, I saw two dogs humping, so I just put it on my TikTok, and now I'm a celebrity.
2: <laughs> of all the things.
1: Are you, are you, because I know Birdo's like blown up. Are you like as, as good as Birdo, like as far as followers and stuff? I got one one million uh, view uh, video. Wow. Uh, that's cool.
2: That's awesome, man.
1: That is it's awesome. It's not on my page.
2: Oh. It's
1: what? It's not on my page. <gasps> oh, whose page is it on?
0: okay uh who has uh who has access to a phone right now look up uh texas joey and then scroll all the way down to the first video
2: i'm already lost you do it
0: <laughs> look okay so a little a little while ago i did this pilot for this tv show where i got tased and that tased video got <gasps> 1.4 views
1: oh my
2: gosh
1: what am i getting i getting some kind of stupid
2: I accidentally tased myself with my taser because... uh You did? Yeah, I was reaching into my purse. And I was like, Aww. why is this on? And then I like uh accidentally squeezed it and then it just like got me. I was like, holy shit, that is not nice. <laughs> we'll and-
1: this wasn't... Is it tased-
0: this one 4.7 you know million views?
1: Point, oh, that point is point. you. You're running away, and you got shot. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. Oh, I four, can't even look at it. <laughs> four
1: point seven million views. Holy shit! There we go, bro. Four point seven. I did
0: not know. You that. have
1: a uh, three hundred and eighty or uh, three eighty k likes. Oh my god. Uh, f- almost fifteen hundred comments. Uh, ten thousand bookmarks, and almost four thousand shares
0: that's the only video but it's not even on my page because people don't know it's me because it's a bounty hunter show so they just think it's a perp.
1: <laughs> oh that's hella funny <laughs> i got stun gun
0: that was oh, the you worst did I you really heard.
1: get stun gun though was i got stunned. They bro i was running away and they got me <laughs> oh my god wait what was it real yeah it was real wait were you really in trouble no, no, I wasn't really in trouble. So I got. I was
2: highly I got- concerned right
1: now. <laughs> so you were acting, but they really stunned you.
0: They paid me an extra three hundred dollars for that
1: shit. And they oh said, "Here's an extra three hundred dollars, so we can stun you." And you said, "Yes, sir." I Damn. Need- That's crazy. Got so because they ass. wanted to look. Because they wanted it to look authentic. Authentic. Wow. So, and they, okay, so I'll go, oh my God, oh, I want
0: to tell you all this story. I'm so excited to be telling this story too. Okay, so Berto agreed to be in the show too, right? But we didn't tell Israel that there was going to be people at the house, right? So what happens is they come in in full tactical gear. They told us, all right, cool, here's what's going to happen. Berto's going to answer the door. You're going to act like the roommate that you don't know where he is, but we're going to search the house. And While we're searching the house, we're going to look for you in the pantry, and then you're going to run away, and then we're going to take you, right? So they come in, and they're, they're like... It's an authentic bounty hunter show, right? So they have to be loud. Like, hey, where is he? Where is he? We're looking around your house. So They're looking around. They got to make noise and shit. They tell you, hey, we're going to make noise. We're going to ruffle at your stuff, right? We're going to make you look authentic. Like, go for it. So... They're doing it. And Israel they're, was they're, home. And Israel was home, but we didn't <laughs> oh, tell him. We, we didn't tell him, right? So we get the shots in. They tased my ass. They put me in the back of the fake cop car. Israel the whole damn time is in his room going, nine one one. I don't know what's going on. Man. There's some people here in my roommates, man. Help me. You gotta come to nine one one. that going will be. And so we wrap up filming. And then two cop cars swarmed our house. They get out of the car. They pointed at the bounty hunters. Get out of the ground. Get out of the ground. No, 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 There's a TV show. It's a TV show. Relax. A TV show!
1: Wow. They called the cop cars. They almost
0: got shot. Almost got you still shot. got that on
1: film. <laughs> I can't see how- that would have got 4 million views on TikTok. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: The bounty hunters fucking got bounty hunted.
0: Yeah, bro. It was fucking hilarious. That's they're epic. T- they're wearing tactical gear. They're wearing actual guns. And the cops are pointing weapons at them. but like, oh, fuck.
1: Wow. It was hilarious. It's like, crazy. You know, oh, so this is a reality TV show. So like when I'm watching this show, I think that they're really going after perpetrators and shit wow that's such a like a, know, a theater a theater of the mind kind of bullshit
0: yeah bro my episode is uh i skipped uh out on a tab at golden corral I was like you fucker that's that's
1: all that's all you do <laughs> yeah Dang. well i mean I, I mean i can see your tab was probably you know pretty pretty high <laughs> <laughs> charge him extra.
2: He went by himself. <laughs> he got tased for eleven dollars. I know,
1: right? Like all the crowd. It's like eleven dollars. They paid you for eleven dollars. Did you get a drink too? If you get a drink, it's like twenty-seven dollars. I
0: was like, dude, I'm not paying a two-item minimum at this restaurant. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's crazy, fucking Golden crow
2: That's rad, though. What a great story. That is.
1: Oh, that's dude. super fun.
2: Oh, I felt like
0: I was having a heart attack when they tased me, man. I don't know. If you- oh. How
1: did uh, like, so what happened? They you literally like? Did you get? Were you out or did you like? Like, how did it feel when they first tased you? When they really did tase you?
0: When it first tased me, I was so scared because I felt like I was paralyzed.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: So you were my awake. Eyes. You didn't, you were you didn't lose consciousness. You were just you couldn't move. I got dude. These oh my god! guys kept their damn uh,
0: finger on the trigger. So oh. You- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! And like, okay, so you seen the video? They taste me in the back, but whatever, my dumbass might convince me to, to to fall on my back. And the barbs, there are barbs in me. So, oh, oh, God. on my back and like two barbs on like one of my two on my upper back, one in the middle of my back, and the other one in my
1: ass. So like I landed on top of them and then just dug the barbs in deeper. Well, the thing, the thing is, is you're paralyzed, you're running, and you're also turning to the left. So yeah, yeah you're gonna fall on your back because your momentum is taking you, turning you yeah. basically. Fuck. Oh my god, bro.
0: It was just bad. It was like I, I thought it was gonna be like what a hundred you know voltages, but like no, nah, these fuckers put in three hundred volts in my body, bro. I was, I was like, they was
1: paid 300? you a hundred dollars, they paid you one dollar per volt. <laughs> Fuck. Last time I got paid a hundred dollars for a volt, it was just a nine volt. I only got nine dollars. <laughs> Dang. A hundred dollars per volt. That's crazy.
0: Last you can't
1: a- you can't take that video and like i guess you can't huh post it on yours yeah yeah, yeah oh dude. do a duo do like a can you do like a duet where you're like oh. watching it and you're like oh that motherfucker got tased <laughs> oh. you're like run fat boy run fat boy <laughs> you know like you're just roasting him
2: <laughs> people go in to defend him people are like leave him
1: alone <laughs>
2: They're all roast. Like, <laughs> run that,
1: run that golden curl off,
2: dude. Golden curl is yummy. We had some chicken fried bacon once.
0: I'll
1: never forget. I'll never. Oh, I got. I have to stop eating there, dude. Yeah, no, we ate. We haven't gone there since the pandemic, but we did one time. We went there. Uh, we went there. Our first. We. It was a perfect timing to where. Our first plate was breakfast and our second plate was lunch. It was great. What about second breakfast? <laughs> they,
2: Hell yeah. they had
1: chicken fried bacon. It changed my life.
2: Fuck yeah. I
0: want to go to the corral now. I'm trying to diet, Sam. Goddamn. Dude,
1: it. don't do it. Don't go there. If you don't, you, you better pay your bill.
0: <laughs> I don't want to get paid because That was the worst feeling. When I got. Stun gun, that was the worst
1: feeling in the world. I felt like I was about to disintegrate myself. Like, oh, it was so bad. It probably costs more money to discharge the 300 volts than it does to eat at Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it charged more, it charged <laughs> like, yeah, because I mean, those stun guns like 20 bucks a shot or something, you know. I don't know. Yeah, dude. You you "You you got to pay to get that shit retightened or something. Oh, bro.
0: (laughs) I was like, no, because they didn't tell me what crime I was going to fucking do, right? But then Cousin Berto fucking put the idea in their mind to say I skipped my bailout for Golden (laughs)
1: Crow. That sounds like a Cousin Berto last thing to say, too. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to see the episodes on YouTube. I want to see that. yeah. Yeah, we'll
2: check it out.
1: I want to. I, I, I go to up. Texas and visit you. We got to go to Golden Corral. I'm sure it's way better out there than it is here.
2: Oh
0: yeah. yeah the the, the check or what? Yeah,
1: the thirty dollar check. Uh, so, uh, you got any you got any projects or anything you, you're working on? Anything coming up?
0: I am uh, currently right now for Halloween. Uh, I want to. Uh, I'm starting to do this uh, new show with uh, my friend Israel. We're going to be going to haunted places and doing uh, stand up comedy. It's going to be called Ghost Joke oh wow that's, that's exciting
2: awesome i love it
0: that's yeah like the moon we're gonna be like, doing stand-up comedy then we got our uh friend from a ghost uh a ghost hunting uh uh little headquarters here that's gonna have like equipment so when the ghost i guess do something when we're doing jokes we're like all right cool we made them laugh or something like that you know
2: that is dope as fuck. You're that gonna catch is... some really fucking dope shit. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be really cool. Are you gonna film any of it to put it online or TikTok or something?
0: Absolutely, man. And then uh, in the metaverse, man, I'm gonna be posting up on uh, Twitch and we'll be posting up on uh, uh, YouTube as well. We doing like video game walkthroughs of the VR. I'm gonna be doing interviews with different comedians from the metaverse whenever time they perform, you know, inside the comedy club.
1: Oh, that's cool. You should do like a. Uh... Since you're so into like the metaverse and you have like big Al to kind of like help you like whatever along the way, you should um do like a talk show or something like that, like like tonight show with Drew Blues or something. Dude, yes.
0: I would I would that's a great idea. Like the David Letterman of the VR world. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You gotta come up with a cool name for it, but yeah, hell yeah. Call it virtually (laughs) virtually tonight with Drew Blues. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. That's a great name, virtually virtual tonight hell
0: yeah I'm, try- I'm trying to come up with like different concepts just because like okay so i went to- i went to comic-con i actually performed at the comic-con and, oh like, shit like,
1: that's cool where was that in san
0: diego that was in actually uh corpus actually okay okay
1: nice
0: that's so cool. and uh mike suarez and mike suarez is a great stand-up comedian he works like with robert kelly in new york uh you know, Colin Quinn and stuff like that. And uh, he invited me to Comic-Con. And I noticed, bro, the market. Kids will, like, actually, like, buy your merch if you're, like, a video game personality. That's, like, what be on. We just got a whole bunch of, like, new fans that were interested in, like, what I was talking about on stage stuff. Like, with, like, Twilight Zone and stuff. Hold on real quick. I'm going to go get my charger. Give me one second.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't believe
0: this. Give me One second. One
1: second.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that would be like, you know what Drew would be good at? Like uh kind of like an Elvira. Where he's like near like commenting on these old ass movies. Oh yeah. That would be dope. Like a mystery science. Yeah. Theater.
1: Drew Thousand.
2: That'd be cool.
1: Yeah.
2: You gotta cut this one out. Um, oh damn. Hope you're okay. <laughs> My bad, little
0: technical difficulties.
1: No, uh, no, you're good. You're good. We're wrapping up anyway, so we're we're good.
0: Oh uh, yeah, but anyway, man, yeah. So, um, like right now, I'm trying to work on more virtual stuff because there's like a whole other fan base and a whole other market in that. Mac when I go into a comic con, you know, it's like they'll buy merch from you. They'll they'll do a lot more stuff. So, I'm hoping in the VR world that I do a little bit more. Um,
2: Uh oh Mercury retrograde
1: That's my next project. Oh, we lost Damn you it, We lost it. you for like um like thirty five seconds. You said uh, in the VR world, you want to do more? <laughs> oh, yeah. more interviews. Nice, hell yeah. that's more cool. you podcast. should you should because yeah, the VR world is a it's like untapped market. it's brand new, you know people really? are uh there's not a lot of probably not a lot of people there as far as like whatever but it's growing and it's getting bigger and um in the next couple of years everybody's gonna be there uh, Once more affordable like everybody's gonna yeah. be everybody's gonna have it yeah man everybody yes yeah everybody. i think it's gonna i
0: think it's gonna replace cell phones in my opinion in, in my opinion because i mean
1: more... i don't know how good like actually virtual reality is but like you know, like if you can sit in the room with somebody instead of talking to them on the phone, I'm sure that's way better.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, and you're talking to people from other countries, man. So honestly, if you're doing stand up comedy or you're talking to somebody, but do they look them...
1: like do they look like like cartoon characters? They look like real people or like yeah,
2: that's still fun.
1: Yeah, it least... is fun still.
0: You Want know I'll send you uh, a picture of my avatar.
1: Oh, okay. So it is avatars.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Exactly. That's neat. I
1: think I think of like you know eventually it'll be even like ourselves. Eventually. Ooh.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. eventually. Because yeah. um there's so there's two uh there's there's two comedy club spaces where you can perform comedy uh comedy, right? There's one It's called uh alt face, and the other one is this a concept from Facebook called uh, MetaQuest. It's uh Horizons World. And with Horizons World, It's a little bit more realistic. So you're right, man. It's slowly going to be ourselves in the metaverse. I think now.
1: Yeah, I think you probably need a VR suit for that, though.
0: At some point in the
1: future.
0: Fucking Ready Player One, dude.
1: Over your face and shit and everything, like a helmet and a suit, (laughs) and then like you're fucking in there. Like your whole fucking body's in there.
2: Very Tron.
1: Yeah, that's insane. That's the.
0: Smoke out with you and Athena in like my, my VR world, right? I'm just gonna put a holographic projector there. Just that we be yeah.
1: Oh, you know what? You should start is uh VR roast battles. Do they have that? Yes, they, they do actually. We can actually set one up, bro. Nice, that'd be great. I want to see the rematch oh, of a- uh, Drew versus Birdo.
0: <laughs> I want to do Birdo versus Sam and Demon.
1: Oh, dude. I want to see that. In a, I want to see that in a real fight. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my <laughs>
2: goodness! We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would just sass each other. We would
1: we would just sass each other. Hell yeah! Hey, so uh, wrapping up and stuff. Uh, do you want to go ahead and drop your social media?
0: Oh yes, uh, y'all can find me
1: at uh, Drew Blues uh, 1024 on Instagram.
0: Drew Blues on Facebook, and I'm also on TikTok. Drew Blues 10. Also, I'm be uh, doing
1: Twitch pretty, pretty soon. That's so gonna be. Uh, blues man 1024 as well awesome is that your birthday 1024 24
2: yeah
1: it's coming up, coming up. <laughs> hell yeah fyi, FYI everybody <laughs> get on the june blues virtual wish list <laughs> <laughs> hey you can find us you can find me at funky san medina across the board
2: well and you can find me at She Shines for You, and all spelled out, no numbers, no numbers, on Instagram, Twitter, and Athena Rodriguez Comedy on Facebook. All
1: that stuff, and then at Hypothetical Comedy on Instagram, at Hype the Comedy on Twitter. Hell yeah! Thank you very much, Drew. It was super fun talking to you. That was
0: great, hey, man. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you and Athena, man. Thank you, so, uh, thank you so much, man. I, I miss y'all.
1: Likewise. See
0: yeah. y'all
2: later.
1: <laughs> Boom! Have a good one, man. It was super fun. Oh, okay,
2: bye. That
1: was a that was really good. That was
2: really great. I think you thought would met really by.